Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hey friend, you're listening to Truth Talks with Tara, a podcast dedicated to helping you know, love, and live God's word. I'm your host, Tara, and I am so glad that you're here. Each week, we'll dive into scripture together. We'll answer questions we all have about the Bible and about how to live for God, as well as learn from some of my amazing friends and guests. If you want to see how God's word can truly change your everyday life, this show is for you. My prayer is that we would all grow in our knowledge of God so that we can live boldly for Him. So, what do you say? Let's get into it. Hey there, friends. Best day of the week. Welcome back to Truth Talks with Tara. It is Tuesday. If you are listening to this episode on the day it drops, um, one of my favorite days of the week for sure, because I get to sit with you. I get to be with you and talk about God's word and life and the Christian life and just be real, honestly, on all the fronts about what it looks like to walk with God and know, love, and live his word. So thank you. I'm pumped to have this conversation. If you are a new listener and you subscribed newly, I want to say, hey, I want to give you a huge hug and invite you into the family, invite you into the fold as we join together every Tuesday for a new episode. And if you've been here for a while, you know I love you. I'm so thankful for this family here. Today's episode is going to be a little bit of a shorter one. It's going to be a little more off the cuff, if you will. We're going to be talking about my current Bible reading routine, especially as a new mom. So if you're listening to this and you're not a mom, I want you to keep listening because obviously I'm going to share some things about my specific and personal motherhood journey that maybe other moms can relate to, but knowing that 
this applies to all of our lives. We're going to be talking about, is there a best time of the day to read the word? And how do you read the word consistently and prioritize time with God when something like having kids or something like that kind of rocks your schedule and rocks your world in a way? Hunter is almost a year old, which is absolutely crazy. Our baby boy is almost a year, which I did not understand moms when they said, oh, you just got to wait that first year. It flies by so quickly. And I'm like, okay, sure. That's just like a funny saying. And now having a child of my own that literally in like a month and I don't know, 11 days or 12 days from when I'm recording this, like he is going to be one. I absolutely believe that and stand by it. So it's almost been a year and it's been a year of figuring out what it looks like to spend time with the Lord, specifically in this area of reading the Bible, when I have a human that is always attached to me, you know, in those first couple of months, they're especially attached to you when my time is really not my own, when I'm also trying to juggle what it looks like to do this podcast, to write books, to work and do ministry while prioritizing being a wife and a mom. And I don't know if you can relate moms out there, friends out there, soon to be moms, even our friends that are in school and that are working and, you know, maybe even those who have kids out of the house, whatever stage you're in, we all have something that kind of rocks our schedules, the different seasons of life really kind of put us in this place where we have to really bear down and get real about how are we going to continue walking with God faithfully in his word when there are a lot of reasons that the enemy and the world doesn't want us to be in the word. So I'm going to talk about what it looks like, give or take, because spoiler alert, not so spoiler alert, I'm not perfect about this. I do not get in the Bible every day sometimes. Like a couple weeks ago, I didn't touch my Bible all week, and I'm not proud of that. I really am not, but it's just honest, and I think we need more of that, right? So this is, give or take, roundabouts, what it looks like for me to get in God's Word with a baby, with a completely new season of life that has changed and that in a way is going to change, you know, with the years to come. But being a mom, that's that's like my new reality. That is what the next, you know, 18 at least years of my life is going to look like, you know, and more kids come down the line, like life just keeps happening. And so I kind of wanted to pull back the curtain and talk about number one, what it looks like for me to get in the word right now. And then number two, just any tips to help us prioritize it more in those busy seasons. But before we get into that, I want just to remind you, I get a lot of DMs from friends, from you asking like, hey, do you have an episode on this? Or do you have, you know, an Instagram caption on this? And I just want to remind you of a few episodes. If you just scroll down in whatever app you listen to, and you can um, find these titles of episodes that may help you in your Bible time um, journey. One of those episodes is with one of my friends, Naomi, and we talk about how to create a quiet time rhythm. So that's a really good one to listen to. There's also an episode um, back in 2021, if you scroll down, that says, why should we read the entire Bible? So that is just a whole episode about the importance of reading the Bible and why we should read it. And last episode I will um, recommend is one that's pretty far down, back really close to the beginning of when the show started. And that is called Find Your Bible Reading Motivation, which is still one of our most listened to episodes, which is awesome. And that's all about 
about how to get in the word and stay motivated and disciplined when sometimes we could just care less about being in God's word. So those are just a few episodes to supplement you if you want more after this conversation. Okay, well, as promised, let's get into what it looks like for me every single day as a working mom, as someone who had their schedule completely flipped upside down and rearranged and changed, um, what it looks like for me to get in God's word. So This is kind of loosely, again, loosely because I'm imperfect, loosely what I do um, every day of the week or try to most every day of the week to spend time with God. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. Three days out of the week, my mom and then my mother-in-law, my mom has a couple days and then my mother-in-law has another day. Um, So three days out of the week, Hunter will go spend um, like, I don't know, anywhere from four to six hours with them in the morning um, until his afternoon nap. And that is a good chunk for me to record things like this or work on my book or just things that need a little bit more dedicated time. And Now, okay, for moms listening, mom, I see you. If you are someone who does not have the luxury of having a mom, a mother-in-law, or a babysitter watch your kids even for a day or even for a few hours regularly, I want to know, I want you to know that I see you and I want you to know that it does not make you a bad mom and it does not mean that you are missing out. I am all for just me and my new motherhood wisdom. I'm all for having those times that you get out and you do your own thing by yourself or with your husband, um, you know, or with friends to have your mom time. But I don't want to guilt anyone into thinking that if you don't have regular help with your kids, then you are, you know, you're not doing things right or you can't possibly achieve anything because that's just not true. But this is my current situation. Who knows how it'll flex and change um, as the years go by and there's more kids in the picture. But that's what we're dealing with. So on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, I have some time where I just have more time without him and less distraction. And so Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays, because of that, I do have more time that I am A, willing and B, able to dedicate to spending time in the word. Now, I want to talk about this really quick. I hear a lot of people ask, okay, what is the best time to get into God's word? 
Some people say, oh, well, I'm not like a morning person and everyone I feel like reads their Bible in the morning and I just like, I can't do it, but I feel like I'm like a bad Christian or like I'm not starting my day all right, you know? And so I want to talk about that first because although I am a morning Bible reading person, devotion person, I know that that is not absolutely what works for everyone. Now, granted, I believe that everyone can get up in the morning and read the word, but I also know that God's word does not tell us exactly when to read the word. There is no verse, there is no passage, there is no scripture that says this is the exact time that you should read the word, and if you don't, then you're a horrible person. No, 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 that is not what God's word says. Now, granted, there are a lot of verses, you know, in the Psalms or Proverbs that I can think of that talk about, you know, David says, in the morning when I rise, in the morning, um, your love greets me, in the morning, your word, like just, he talks a lot about the mornings. But then there are a lot of scriptures that talk about how David is praising God for his word and how it comforts him and solaces him as he falls asleep, that his word is what protects him, that he praises God for his rest and the rest that the world provides him. So I want us to take that permission from God's word. I want us to sit back for a moment and if you have been believing that you are not enough or you are not measuring up or God is displeased with you because you don't spend time with him in the morning at the butt crack of dawn at 5 30 that you are not with him in the word that you don't get up and you do the whole holy girl routine which is another entire episode on its own but if you're guilting yourself for that friend I want to tell you just to stop it plain and simple. There's nothing in God's word that says that you have to do it at this time. There are benefits, yes, to one and the other or one or the other, but I just want you to free yourself from that expectation. Jesus does not demand a certain time for you. He just wants to be with you in the word. He wants to daily meet with you. He wants not only your daily bread, your physical needs to be met, but he wants you to find your spiritual daily bread in him, in his word. We can't be legalistic about it. We can't live as if we have to get up at a certain time or we have to stay up at a certain time, you know, stay up late, you know, just to get it in out of legalism. You know, we, we need to get in the word every day, friends. We need that. Our lives depend on it. Our spiritual health, our every moment, our every waking moment is dependent on God's grace. And we are destined to fail if we are not abiding in the true vine. But I want you to know that living out of legalism and checking a box merely, you know, just off our to-do list or believing that we have to do it at a certain time, that is not from the right intentions. And so I think, actually, I know, I believe that when our intentions are right about God giving us the gift of his word and um, praying and asking God to give us a desire and to stir an affection for him, a hunger that just wants to know him more because when we know God more, we're going to love him. And when we love him, we're going to live for him. So if that is our home base, if that is our motivation, then we will be able to find something that works for us. And then we're not going to guilt ourselves and we are not going to condemn ourselves if Tuesday we don't get into the word. By God's grace, we have the gift of picking back up tomorrow and not letting the enemy tell us, okay, well, you failed today. You shouldn't even try tomorrow. It's like, no, Lord, thank you for giving me grace. Thank you for giving me your word that is present and active at any time in my life. And so tomorrow I'm going to pick up and I'm going to get in the word with you. Help me to do that. And so all of that being said, 
I am a person who gets in God's word in the morning, you know, early in the morning, um, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays. It's usually after Hunter. Um, my mom picks him up and then I have, um, I work out. I try to get at least 20 minutes in and then I open up my word. I usually do anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes if I'm being honest, not because I am not prioritizing it, but there are a lot of calls and, and book meetings and things that I have scheduled. And so it's not to say that if you can give God 15 minutes and someone else is giving God an hour that you are falling behind, we all have very unique and different lives and schedules and demands. And so I just want to, again, free you from that expectation. So that is really the time frame of what my Bible reading looks like. Right now, I'm going through the Gospel of Luke, and I am just reading anywhere from sometimes it's a half a chapter depending on how long the chapter is but then most of the time I will read a chapter of the book a day so I think I'm in a I think I'm in Luke 12 right now I just finished Luke 11 yesterday um so Luke 12 is where I left off at and I'll read the whole entire chapter I'll meditate over and over again on it really just mean absorbing it processing it reading it just verbally or physically in my mind as well over and over again I'll take notes I will also use the Logos Bible app which is incredible you can use the free version or you can buy paid versions which is incredible for study and for school but the free version is incredible it's a study Bible it helps define words and culture and context and so I will go through all of that in my time and then also I have a prayer journal a five-year prayer journal that I'll have linked below all my favorite Bibles and journals and such um, but I have this prayer journal where I will basically just spend even just a minute or two writing down praises and prayer requests and I'm really excited to see how when I open up that journal every year from now on to see how God has provided and how he's answered. And so for me, opening and ending my Bible reading time with prayer is crucial. Number one, to open to ask God to reveal himself to me because we know that God's word is him, is himself, but asking that he would open our eyes and our hearts to understand. So that should be our first prayer. And then my last prayer is just thanking him for what he's taught me, thanking him for the time, and then praying as I go about the rest of my day. Because for me, that Bible time is kind of my launch into the rest of the day, you know? And that's one of the advantages to getting in the word first thing is just having a, I don't know, quote unquote, for lack of a better term, a launching point, a really good way to start your day. But I also want to talk to the people who, you know, read their Bible in the afternoon or read their Bible in the evening before bed. Just want you to know that there is a lot of profitable time there too. It can be. Sometimes though, we do have to have more discipline because let's face it, the end of the day is tiring. Um, no matter if you're a student, if you're working, if you're a mom, whatever you do, um, it's just tiring. And so there does have to be an awareness of realizing, okay, I'm, I might need to like hone in and focus a little more on this and like not fall asleep um, or get distracted because that's kind of the time, at least for me in the, in the evening, after Hunter goes to bed, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to check out. I'm ready to clean up the house and then I'm ready to either go to bed or I'm ready to watch a movie and like zone. And so if you're kind of prone to do more of that, maybe consider what a morning routine would look like for you. And whether that's getting up at 530 or if that's just getting up like literally 15 or 20 minutes before your normal alarm clock just to open up the word, 
do it. I mean, it doesn't have to be this big commitment of 5.30 wake up instead of like 7. Like, I think we need to take these small steps that can really form into big habits that those big habits become a regular spiritual rhythm of our lives. So all of that to say, I just wanted to have an honest conversation with you about how my quiet time has been looking and how, you know, on a good week, I'll get in the word, you know, every day. But then there are some weeks where I don't, but I don't beat myself up for it. I just, I ask God, hey, I'm going to be with you tomorrow. Help me to be with you tomorrow. And if it's 2 p.m. on a Monday and I haven't gotten in the word, Lord, help me to use the rest of my hours in this day to carve out time for you. Like your day's not wasted if you missed your morning session or whatever it is in the word. Your day is not wasted. I want you to know that God is not legalistic about this, but he wants you to have discipline and he wants you to have practices and rhythms in your life, not so that he can be this tyrant, but because he knows that if we get in the word, we're gonna find the refreshment, the encouragement, the conviction, the reproof, the training, um, just all of the things we need in life, we're going to find in him, in his presence. And so realizing everything that the Bible has the power to do changes everything. It helps us desire to get in the word. Friend, thank you for tuning in to another episode today with me. I'm really honored that we could sit down and have the shorter conversation about what it looks like for me to get in the word in this weird and wonderful season of life of motherhood and being just extra busy and hopefully encouraging you wherever you find yourself right now to sit with the Lord, talk with the Lord, make your Bible reading routine with the Lord, make your Bible reading plan with the Lord. Ask him to reveal your strengths and your weaknesses and which areas you really thrive in and can really center your Bible time around or areas that you'd like to grow in and how that could aid in your Bible reading time and in your disciplines and, and in your obedience to him. I love you so much. I'm rooting for you always. I'll see you in next week's episode.